It's Monday, and what better way to start your week than by listening to Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm excited to be able to bring Locked On Longhorns back. It's been a long time, our first episode since April 1st, 2021, and I'm your new full-time host, Jonathan Davis, but you'll get to know me as the voice of University of Texas football and basketball, bringing you daily updates on both programs. We have an amazing show for you. I'll be talking about UT defeating Tennessee in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I'll tell you why a former UT quarterback says we should pump the brakes on Quinn Ewers being the starting quarterback in 2022, and CBS Sports has the University of Texas football program number 16th in the country and they're way too early top 25 i'll give you my reactions to that so keep it locked in with locked on longhorns what an amazing atmosphere on saturday night at the Irwin center in austin texas as ut was able to defeat 18th ranked tennessee 52 to 51 and as somebody who was watching the game at home you could feel the energy you could feel the intensity through the television screen i was definitely on the edge of my seat the entire game This was the first home sellout for the Texas men's basketball program since 2016. And you have to believe one of the biggest storylines, one of the biggest reasons for that being the return of legendary Texas men's basketball coach Rick Barnes, who spent 17 years as the head coach of the Longhorns, winning 402 games, taking the Longhorns to 16 NCAA tournament appearances, five Sweet 16s, three Elite Eights, and a Final Four appearance in 2003. And I thought Chris Beard, the entire Texas men's basketball program and the fans did such a good job of welcoming Rick Barnes back with open arms and showing him the love and respect that he deserves for the 17 years he spent as the head coach of the men's basketball program at the 40 Acres. And Chris Beard wanted to make that a point of emphasis, saying, we also want to show Coach Barnes the respect that we think he deserves or know he deserves. I've said it before, but in my personal opinion, and I'm only one small person in the whole operation here. But in my personal opinion, he didn't get the exit from Texas that he deserved. Can't wait to see Coach and just thank him for everything he did for Texas basketball. And as much love and adoration as these two coaches have for each other, they both came in with one common goal, to win this game for their teams and their respective fans. And thankfully for Longhorn Nation, Chris Beard and the University of Texas men's basketball program was able to do that, winning a close, as close as it can get, 52-51 to game against Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Volunteers. And it wasn't always pretty. Uh, University of Texas had a 17-point lead with eight minutes left. And just when it looked like they were about to run Tennessee off the court, Tennessee proceeded to go on a 19-3 run to close the game, tying it at 51-51 towards the end of the game with six seconds left before Timmy Allen was able to hit one of two uh, free throws, being the game-winning free throw. Tennessee did have a chance to uh, win the game at the end, with a wide open three-point shot, but thankfully for the burnt orange and white, the shot did not go in, and there was reason to celebrate that night in Austin, Texas. My biggest takeaway from this game really has been the biggest takeaway from this team all season. Chris Beard has brought a defensive intensity, uh, a toughness, and, and a grittiness to the University of Texas men's basketball program, and it shows up every game, and especially showed up against a Tennessee team that's averaging 74 points a game coming in They held them to 22 points in the first half, 51 points overall, and 36% shooting from the field. You're not going to beat many teams shooting 36%, especially against a team as talented and as well-coached as the University of Texas men's basketball is. And on the offensive end, they shot 54% from the field, 
44% from three, led by Courtney Ramey, who had 18 points on six of 10 field goals, four for eight from the three-point line. A lot of those were catch, uh, catch and shoot opportunities from the three-point line. And I thought UT did a really good job of passing the ball, uh, turning down good shots for great shots, which led to 13 assists on 20 made field goals. They played really efficiently on offense. And if you didn't watch the game, you're probably asking yourself, how did UT shoot so well, Tennessee shoot so poorly, and yet Texas was only able to win by one point? Well, the first thing is UT lost the turnover battle, committing 18 turnovers and only forcing 11 from Tennessee. And that's definitely something they'll have to clean up moving forward as they get into the second half of Big 12 conference play. And another thing which was affected by the turnovers is the fact that they only got up 37 shot attempts compared to Tennessee getting 53. And that's been the story for this team all season. Uh, They have a slower pace of play. And at times uh, the offense can get bogged down. Sometimes they make too many passes in the half court and they end up, you know, with a kind of isolation shot or a hero ball shot at the end of the shot clock. And I think that they can be a lot more aggressive on offense, especially as good as they are defensively, turn that into offense, force the issue, be the aggressor, some easy baskets in transition, just get out and run. They have exceptional guard play. Um, and you're not going to beat a lot of teams trying to get to where UT men's basketball is trying to get to at the end of the season, only taking 37 shot attempts. The more opportunities you have, the more attempts you have, the more opportunities you have to score. And we saw that uh, where Texas thoroughly outplayed Tennessee the entire game for the most part. But because Tennessee got 16 more shot attempts, they were almost able to pull off the upset at the Irwin Center in Austin, Texas on Saturday night. But the good thing about almost is it's never good enough. And I thought this was a great win for Chris Beard. This was a great win for the University of Texas men's basketball program, especially coming off a dominant win against TCU in Fort Worth and going into what will be a very tough matchup as Chris Beard makes a return of his own. Uh, back to Lubbock going against the Texas Tech Red Raiders, where he coached for 15 years, 10 as an assistant coach, five as a head coach. But I thought this was a huge win for the program, being able to take care of business against a, business against an 18th ranked uh, SEC team in Tennessee that's obviously well coached by the legend Rick Barnes. It was a nationally televised game, and although it didn't end necessarily the way uh, we thought it would with them being up 17 with eight minutes left, at the end of the day, it's hard to beat teams like this, and they found a way to win. Um, And that's all we can ask for. As Chris Beard said, nothing disappointing tonight in Austin, Texas. That's a win over an NCAA tournament team. And whether you win by one point or 21 points, uh, you'll take them all at the end of the day. We know defensively this team can compete with anybody in the country. And if they continue to make strides on the offensive end, I think this is a team that nobody wants to see in the Big 12 tournament or in the NCAA tournament uh, as we move towards February and March. And if there's an everlasting debate over who the real UT is between University of Texas and the University of Tennessee. At least for right now, that title resides in Austin. Coming up next, I'll tell you why former UT quarterback says we should hold off on starting Quinn Ewers in the 2022 football season. But first, Longhorns fans, I have an incredible app everyone that buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for college for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. 
the cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Thank you once again for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So former Longhorns quarterback and legendary Texas high school coach Todd Dodge, he was the quarterback at UT from 1982 to 1985 and has won a total of seven high school championships as a high school football coach. Appeared on a podcast and talked about how it may not be the best idea to start Quinn Ewers at quarterback this year, who he said to him is still a true freshman. Dodge says, if a true freshman, and that's what Quinn is because Quinn didn't play his senior year in high school, he really hasn't played any football at all since that state championship game about a year ago. I believe that universities all across America are getting really fired up about true freshmen. They've got to calm down a bit. It is not in the best interest of your football team if you are starting a true freshman. I don't care how good he is. You have the Trevor Lawrences of the world and the Tua Tungavailoas of the world. And then Caleb Williams came on. But nobody at Texas really followed Caleb after the Texas game. Caleb had his freshman moments, too. So this is a very interesting take. And as somebody who is uber excited for the Quinn Ewers era at UT, I was a little taken aback uh, when, I, when I read what he had to say. But I think he made uh, some great points. I'll get into a little bit more of what he said in a little bit. And as most of you, most of you know... Uh, Quinn Ewers, the number one prospect in the 2021 class, originally committed to UT out of high school. He forewent his senior year, decommitted from UT, went to Ohio State and sat behind CJ Stroud, amongst other quarterbacks. He did not take a snap this year. Um, And then he made the decision to transfer back to the University of Texas football program. And many speculate that he will be the starting quarterback next year after Casey Thompson, who started for much of the year in 2021, uh, has transferred out of the program. During Quinn Ewers' time at South Lake Carroll, he amassed over 7,000 total yards with 85 total touchdowns and just eight interceptions, which once again led to him being the number one ranked prospect in the 2021 class, ranked ahead of Caleb Williams, who Todd Dodge mentioned. And I think any Longhorn fan would take the success that Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tungabailoa had winning the college football championship their true freshman year. And Caleb Williams did have some freshman moments, but overall, he was still one of the best quarterbacks in the country last year. So we have seen a track record for success. Todd Dodge goes on to say from the time that Colt McCoy got hurt against Alabama in 2009 until Sam Ellinger started games as a true freshman because of Shane Bouchelle's injury, there was something like 47 or 48 starts by a true freshman at Texas. Not redshirt freshmen. I'm talking about guys that just got on campus. People always talk about what happened to the University of Texas between 2009 and all that. There was so much inconsistency during that time. Look back, and it's not in your best interest to start a true freshman at quarterback. And while I agree that maybe some of the reasons for consistency has been starting true freshmen, I think it's unfair to pin that on them. I think there's been a lot of reasons uh, why UT football hasn't achieved the level of success that we've been accustomed to. And in the case with Quinn Ewers, I think you have to look at the ceiling over the floor. Will he make some rookie mistakes or true freshman mistakes, Um, as Todd Dodge puts it? Probably. But in my opinion, in the opinion of most, he's the most talented quarterback on this roster uh, by far. And I think if 
the University of Texas has plans to compete for a Big 12 title and ultimately try to get into the college football playoff for the first time, it's going to have to happen with Quinn Ewers under center in the fall. This team has so much talent and potential on offense. One, it all starts and ends with B. John Robinson, I think the best returning offensive player in the country, a player that will definitely be in the Heisman conversation at the end of the year. Uh, This is going to be his last year at Texas, and you have to maximize that having one of the best offensive weapons, one of the best offensive minds in college football in Steven Sarkeesian. Uh, we saw Xavier Worthy last year, a freshman All-American at receiver. And then Sark has been active in the transfer portal, bringing in Isaiah Nyer, who had 878 yards and 12 touchdowns last year at Wyoming in a passing offense that only threw the ball 35% of the time. And Alabama transfer tight end Jaleel Billingsley, who Steven Sarkeesian coached at Alabama. He had 287 yards on 18 catches and three touchdowns in 2020. Wasn't able to match that production, didn't see as many snaps in 2021, but we're hoping a change of scenery in Austin, Texas, and being reunited with former coach, former offensive coordinator Steven Sarkeesian will bring out the best in him. Plus, you have Jatavian Sanders, who didn't see the field much last year, but he was the 14th overall ranked prospect and the number one athlete in the 2021 class. I look for the University of Texas to be really multiple on offense this year. I think that they'll invest in the power run game with B. John Robinson in the two tight end sets. Plus, you have two tight ends that can attack uh, linebackers and safeties anywhere on the field, depending on how Sark chooses to utilize them, while also utilizing Quinn Ewer's skill set um, and the dynamic playmakers we have at wide receiver and allowing them to make plays and, and spread defenses all over the field, while also having to account for the power run game at B. John Robinson. And two, I just think this is a very winnable Big 12 this year. I think with Lincoln Riley leaving and a lot of those recruits and prospects leaving Oklahoma, uh, they may take a step back. Now, obviously, Brent Venables is a great defensive coach. We saw what he did at Clemson. And I think Oklahoma will still be a really good team. And I think they'll be even nastier than we've seen in recent years on the defensive side. Baylor, who won the Big 12, will be good next year. Uh, But I think UT has a higher ceiling than Baylor does at this point. And then Oklahoma State, uh, who's really good, I think that UT has a higher ceiling than them as well. I actually think that's a team that'll take a step back next year. But I think if, if UT has realistic plans of, of winning this conference, making some noise in the college football playoff, or just you know improving on the five and seven season that they had last year, you have to see what you have in Quinn Ewers, the number one prospect in the 2021 class. And I know Todd Dodge is looking at Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tungabailoa, and Kayla Williams as sort of exceptions to the rule. But there's no doubt in my mind that under the offensive leadership and guide of Steven Sarkeesian, Quinn Ewers can add his name to that list. Maybe not by winning a college football championship this year, although I would love to see it, (laughs) by proving that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yes, Quinn Ewers is the quarterback of the future, but I also think if UT has any plans of competing this year, Quinn Ewers needs to be the quarterback of the present as well. Next, CBS Sports has high praise for the University of Texas football program, ranking us number 16th in the country in their way too early top 25. And for a team that went five and seven and did not win a bowl game, this is high hopes. I'll get into my reaction to that next. But first, Longhorns fans, it's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy, 
or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And make sure you beat me there because I'm hungry. I might order all of them. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Thank you once again for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So as that UT fan that screams UT is back every year, even when UT really isn't back, I was excited to see that CBS Sports put some respect on the Texas football program's name, having us ranked number 16th in their way-too-early top 25 ahead of the season after a disappointing season last year in Steven Sarkeesian's first year as the UT football coach. And really what this told me is that people are seeing the potential of this team and the potential is the potential of this program uh, in the same way that I do. So they had three other Big 12 teams ranked Oklahoma, number four, Baylor, who won the Big 12 last year, number six, and Oklahoma State rounding out the top 25 at number 25 with UT being ranked number 16 once again. And as mentioned previously, I think this has a lot to do with Steven Sarkeesian being in his second full year at the University of Texas, one of the best players in the country, B. John Robinson who I'm hoping will take the Heisman this year. He'll definitely be in the conversation. I look for him to have the type of year that Najee Harris had in his last year at Alabama, uh, if not better. Legitimate playmakers at wide receiver and Xavier Worthy, uh, one of the best freshmen in the country last year, excited what he can, to see what he can do in his sophomore year. Uh, Isaiah Naylor coming over from Wyoming. Jordan Whittington and then Jaleel Billingsley and Jatavian Sanders, uh, two tight ends that could block, that could catch and present mismatch problems. Uh, for defenses. And then, of course, I hope Quinn Ewers uh, under center to start the season next year, accompanied by the number four recruiting class currently uh, in the 2022 rankings and the best recruiting class in the Big 12 coming into the season. And I thought they did a really good job of addressing the trenches on the offensive line with this recruiting class, already securing one five-star offensive lineman, waiting on a, a potential commitment from Devin Campbell, from Arlington Bowie High School this week, uh, five-star interior lineman. Um, all signs are pointing to him committing to the Longhorns, so let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. And I think, and CBS believes as well, that this will be one of the best offenses in the country next year. Now, to be anywhere near the 16th-ranked uh, team in the country, uh, and disclaimer, these aren't official rankings, so there's no guarantee that UT will be ranked 16th or ranked at all going into the season. Uh, but if they are going to be ranked, it's going to come down to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, UT was ranked 100th in defense last year, 62nd in pass defense, allowed over 425 yards per game, and only had 20 team sacks the entire season. To put that in perspective, Oklahoma State led the country with 57 sacks. And this defense doesn't have to be great, especially with the explosion that I think is coming on the offensive side, but they cannot be a liability if UT wants to compete for a Big 12 championship and try to make a run at their first college football playoff appearance. But I do think the defense will be better, partly because the offense will be better and they'll take a lot of pressure off of that defense. And we don't need them to beat 2021 Georgia. I don't know if we've ever seen a defense like 2021 Georgia, uh, but just not to be a liability, not to go out there um, 
and lose games, be a part of the reason that we win. But I think we'll be much improved on that side of the ball and our offense as well. Uh, regardless if we're ranked or not, I think the, the big game of the season to kind of tell us what type of season we're going to have is going to be that second week in Austin, Texas against Alabama. Um, even though they, they just lost a national championship, many still believe that they are the number one team in the country and they're actually ranked number one on this list um, in the way too early top 25 led by uh, the Heisman Trophy winner returning, uh, Bryce Young. Uh, UT defense is going to have their hands full uh, with Bryce Young in that offense. That's going to be a game that Alabama is heavily favored in. Uh, But that's really going to be the litmus test to see what type of team uh, we're going to have this season. And going into Big 12 conference play, I think that's either going to be a huge boost uh, for this team or it's going to be demoralizing depending on how they play in that game. But if they're able to compete against or beat Alabama, I think that sets them up really well for Big 12 conference play. I think Oklahoma's going to be good. I think Baylor's going to be really good. I'm not sure about Oklahoma State. And the Big 12 is tough when you're playing teams that you're used to, so many rivalry games. It's hard to go through the Big 12 unscathed. But looking at this outlook, I really don't see a team in the Big 12 that just scares me. We very well could beat Oklahoma. Should have beat them last year. Had a 21-point lead in that game before they collapsed. Oklahoma State, I think they'll take a step back. I think UT is honestly better than Oklahoma State at this point. And then Baylor, uh, that is a a really good team, a really well-coached team, but they can struggle offensively at times. And I don't think that UT will struggle offensively next year. I think they'll be able to outscore Baylor. And so when you look at the schedule and you look at some of the the moves that have been made, really the key move with Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma and a lot of the prospects and recruits they had leaving, I think this sets up for the perfect time for UT to make his first run at a Big 12 Conference Championship in a while and his first run at the college football playoff. And I wholeheartedly agree with CBS Sports that UT, as I sit here and record this podcast, the University of Texas football program is one of the 25 best teams in the country. And now it's time for them to go out there and show it. But tell us what you think. Will UT be ranked at the end of the year next year? Are they one of the 25 best teams, uh, according to CBS Sports? Should Quinn Ewers be the starting quarterback for the UT football program in the fall? And give us your reactions to UT's 52-51 victory over legendary Texas coach Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Volunteers in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I want to thank you all once again for staying locked in with Locked On Longhorns and making us your first listen of the day. Tomorrow on the podcast, we'll be previewing Chris Beer's return to Lubbock, his return to Texas Tech. I know the atmosphere is going to be crazy. A lot of fans are feeling some type of way about the way Chris Beard left Texas Tech for the University of Texas. And so I know they'll let their emotions be shown tomorrow. Be previewing that uh, that topic on the podcast, previewing that game, excuse me, as well as some other great topics. And thank you all for listening. And for your second listen of the day, make that Locked On Bits, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bits. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Peace.